getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92 on the brink of a nice long weekend. I want to show love to my Indian brothers and sisters, all who are celebrating Dipavli this weekend. A happy Dipavli. I wish for you an abundance of light. I had quite the experience going to Serangoon Road to Little India this afternoon. I'll share more about it and what was going on in my head and in my ears as well as I took down, I went down memory lane, literally. I also revisited a lot of the songs I grew up listening to um, when we used to celebrate Deepavali in my household. I'll share a little bit of why we stopped as well. Maybe some families might be able to relate to this, okay? Very honest sharing on my part. Uh, and speaking of honesty, I hear that Charmaine E is learning to sing once again. We'll find out why in just a bit. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. Now, this long weekend, Charmaine E will be at home practicing the vocal scales because she has been training herself once again to sing for her child. So sing this time, Shamin. No, I cannot <laughs> sing this guy. Oh, you put me on the spot. Okay, so Shamin. Okay, yeah. I'm not singing Beauty and the Beast songs, okay? But, I mean, I get it. Just like so a... you know, mm-hmm. I'm singing things like Wheels on the Bus. Ah, nursery Wheels rhymes. on the Bus go round and round. <laughs> In Wincy Spider. Oh. Yeah, Five Little Monkeys. You okay, know, so parents, parents would totally understand this playlist. Here's the thing. Shamin E has a secret aspiration of hers and it's to be... Oh, host National Day. Well, okay, that's, that one we can figure it out. The <laughs> second one is to be Miss Singapore, a pop star. I'm I can be Miss Singapore last time. Really? I can totally see you. Then you got that poise. Yeah, you know? I didn't. I didn't meet the height requirement. I think. That's, I had this stuff. Thing. Nowadays, <laughs> in this day and age, I think you're close on Please, please. Okay, but you know, I think it's a very, yes. very real thing to also be confronted with. I've had friends who typically they don't sing karaoke or so shy, but they're learning to sing because they want to sing to their child Mm. and they recognize how important that could be for their growth. You know, in their mind, it's like, you know, if the first melody or song you're going to hear, I want it to be from Papa and from Mama. Mm. You know, so so have you been like singing to her, practicing? I've been singing along to my Spotify playlist. Yes. And then then sometimes when, when the phone is too far away and I'm holding and I'm like, I gotta reach. And I just um, s- 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 without the without the backing track. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How, how about to picture this? So you walk over to the crib, you pick up baby Mila. Yeah. Okay, nobody's around. Suddenly, you're Mary J. Blige, or what? Ha- what's happening here? Nicki Minaj. <laughs> okay, so it's just you and time with the baby. Yeah. It's a intimate moment. What mm. do you sing to Mila? Oh, like good morning, but in the happy birthday melody. Huh. Good morning to you. Oh. Good morning to you. Hey, your voice is nice, actually. Good you... morning, good morning. Like that, long. Hey, very cute. See, everyone's smiling now, you know. Yeah, but right. it's true. Like, yeah. you have a very, like... Because you have this very unique... Right, dear listener? She has a very unique, like, husky-speaking tone. Right. That I actually think when you sing, right, if you actually know what kind of... What are the scales for you that you are comfortable with? Like, who's got a low voice that's really made it? Dua Lipa? D- Tony Braxton. Adele? Share, share, share. You could do share. No matter how hard I try. <laughs> you can do that one. 
actually, actually I share. Just, I just wish everybody could see a visual of what Josh is doing. I don't know. I his really, mouth is in a really weird shape when he sings. Because <laughs> share really actually, if you if you close one eye, uh, share is actually a Chinese uncle. You, do Sorry. You believe in life after love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see, it's the coffee shop uncle. Oh my gosh. Actually, Cher, once yeah. you remove the wigs, how yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah. Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. Hot. What's hot? Time to pop off. The biggest news in entertainment and pop culture, of course, right now, Taylor Swift has broken her own record with Taylor's version of 1989. <laughs> It's been a streak of success and success over already successful albums. And of course, she's reclaiming her catalog, getting full royalties this time round for her art, for her work. And also for the fans, a time for them to reminisce and celebrate. Sing these songs again. You know, they were kids then. Now they're adults. But this idea, this piece of advice to, hey, why don't you just re-record all your songs? came from Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson was the one that said, hey, if you're so upset about the situation, you know, don't just be bummed out about it. Do something about it. So Taylor Swift took it upon herself and thought, you know, you're right. I am going to spend the next couple of years re-recording all my albums. So... Taylor Swift apparently has been sending Kelly Clarkson flowers over and over again just, just to say thank you. Okay, with us, we got Charmaine, ER Entertainment Guru. What do you think? I think that's very sweet. I talked about this on the show as well earlier. And it's very, very sweet. For every song release she has, she thanks Kelly Clarkson. My thing is, Why, yeah? give her some coins. Excuse no. me. The, no. flowers, eh, the flowers are cute. Whatever amount of money you would have spent on the flowers, you could have just paid now me. Correct or correct? No, I mean, it, it would have been anybody that said, hey, go re-record the music. Mm. It's just more like a mentor-mentee. You, are you going to give your mentor like a cut of your pay? No, no right? So here's how I think it should be. Uh-huh. If I say, Charmaine, Yo. you should go to your boss's office now and ask for a pay raise. Uh-huh. And if you get the pay raise, I right, buy you dinner. No, I should get 10%. <laughs> What do you of mean? Of your next month's salary. <laughs> because if you really think about it, I am the reason why you're getting all this, you know. Hello. Yeah, but I'm mm. the one that did the work. So? I went up to my boss and mm. then I asked for the raise. And you would have continued and on to... my ability. So why give you the 10% or you, whatever? You the... would have continued to do the work at a lower wage if it weren't for me. Okay, okay, so you nudged me, but you didn't do the work for me. So <laughs> I would give you... I buy you a nice champagne brunch. How about that? I don't even like champagne more. And then I buy you some grape juice. I want sushi, omakase. Oh, we will omakase it up, but I ain't giving you 10%. I'm sorry. In my opinion, really, I think Kelly Clarkson should be like listed as something on I, the album. I'm albums. sure she gets flowers and she surely downplays it, okay? I'm sure she gets like chocolates, la, Maybe flowers. Maybe she's allergic, huh? Never check. Yeah, that's true. Could have just sent a check. It don't work like that, Josh. Getting you on your way. Ooh, Style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. And our very special guest has just joined us in the hot seat. Her name is Sandra Tambu. She spent the last 13 years working at Resorts World Sentosa as the lead of the education team at the Sea Aquarium. Check it out. Vibrant Sea 
and the Aquarius Lab, a new immersive experience that celebrates ocean life. We'll find out more in just a bit. And of course, the story behind Sandra Tambu. Getting you on your way. Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Right now, a very special guest joins us on the show. I can't help it. Um, you, must, you must be so annoyed by this. We have Sandra Tambu. She is the assistant director and lead of the education team at the Sea Aquarium. Did you like the Little Mermaid movie? Yes, loved it. <laughs> I have so many things I want to ask. I mean, your job is incredible, right? You conceptualize, you develop, you execute these educational tours and programs for children, uh, but also, you know, for families to come together I mean the Sea Aquarium I'll be honest with you I've never been to the Sea Aquarium yet No I grew up loving going to the underwater world I know it's a very 90s thing Yes You know we go there for our excursion but I've not been to the Sea Aquarium Okay so let's start there for the Singaporean not the tourists I feel like more tourists have been to these places than I have Okay for the Singaporean that's never been to the Sea Aquarium how will you draw them to it? Okay first of all if you love animals it's a sit because just moving into the aquarium, you will see 49 different habitats. Okay, and we're talking about 100,000 marine animals across 1,000 different species. So how could you miss that? That is wild. Like how? Okay, in my mind, because I've, I've, I know that photo, that big, big tank. Yes. So... All of the 100,000 is in one thing? No, we've got more than 49 different habitats. And that's just one of the habitats. <gasps> and it mimics the open ocean habitat. I have so many questions. Okay, how do you ensure harmony among all these 100,000 animals in there? Like, hey, don't fight, right? Yeah, we just tell them that. Uh, not really. Uh, we have a professional group of uh, aquarists that actually takes care of the animals. And, you know, in nature, they all get along. And, I, and in the habitats, they get along just well as well. I mean, it's natural for them to kind of pick fights with each other mm. um, because they can be, some of them can be territorial. Yeah. But they do live in harmony because we do keep them well and healthy and ah. make sure that they have their proper diet as well. Now, you've been working at the Sea Aquarium for over a decade. How many years so far? Um, nine in the aquarium, but 13 in Resorts World. That is wild. I, I mean, if we could kind of like trace going back to your roots, I imagine little Sandra, you know, when your parents ask you, you know, which book do you want? You always pick the one with the sea creatures, the marine animals. You were, Ariel was your favourite Disney princess. Am I right? Um, well, kind of. I'm a nature person, so I climb mountains and I do dive as well. Uh, and that's what got me into the aquarium. And I just wanted to work with the animals. And, and never a sense of fear? Or trepidation towards because I'm terrified. I mean, I love animals, but I keep my distance from the animals. No, I'm scared. You know, no you, fear at all. They're gonna bite you or anything. You don't, you don't scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to know more of Sandra's work at the Sea Aquarium and also Vibrancy and the Aquarius Lab. What are they? What are these new experiences and additions to the Sea Aquarium? We'll find out more in just a bit. The Sea Aquarium. Before we learn a bit more about their new uh, experiences, Vibrancy and the Aquarius Lab, uh, we have a question here from Calvin. Calvin wants to know. So you've been working with sea creatures for all these years. You know, you love them. You educate children about them. Do you still eat seafood? Yes, I do. 
can you still go to like Tungluk Sifu or does that feel weird? Like, hey, you're my friends. I cannot do this. Sometimes, but I, I have a weakness for crabs. Ah, okay. All right, so let's talk about vibrancy right now. What is vibrancy? What is Aquarius Lab? Okay, we'll start with Aquarius Lab. Okay, sure. It's Aqu- Aquarius Lab is a new facility that has um, just been built and uh, it opened on the 6th of September. And what we do in there is you can have a peek at our Aquarius at action. So what we do is we culture plankton. You know, plankton is always... The whales eat one. Yes, the whales, mm. the ones the whales eat plankton. So we have phytoplankton, which is plant-based, and we have the zooplankton, ah. which is animal-based. And we feed the phytoplankton to the zooplankton for nourishment and nutrients. And then this plankton, in turn, is fed to the young aquatic babies. Oh, wait, can, can you actually see the plankton? You can, microscopically. So they are oh. microscopic. Some are larger than the tinier ones, uh, but you can see them under a microscope. Fascinating, especially, you know, for the kids in the car right now, you know, and the parents know that, oh, my children love reading about marine biology. This is going to be fascinating for them. Okay, but what, what about vibrancy? So S-E-A, vibrancy. C, yes, yeah. that's right. Vibrancy is an immersive experience. Basically, this is where technology science, art, and of course, education come together. So when you enter into this deep little exhibition, you will see the different layers of the ocean. And we talk about uh, the animals and their adaptations. So these animals, how do we survive so deep underwater? They actually have special adaptation uh, abilities like bioluminescence, and they can basically emit light. And that's because of an enzyme that they possess. So it's like the anglerfish. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah, see, I, actually, I know a lot of these things. Huh? Uh-huh. I'm very fascinated by, I don't know, the Mariana Trench, you know, you know, so I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is very cool. Have you ever had like a moment where, um, you know, you're, everyone's gone home already and it's just you and with the 49 what, habitats? Yes. And then you're just by yourself and then you go there and you touch the glass and then you... You talk to the fish. I've done all what you said except the woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that gives me a lot of inspiration and those are the times where I think about, you know, what are the different programs and content that may work well for the aquarium. Beautiful. The world is changing and all the things that we've been warning everyone about, now they're finally seeing the effects of it. Uh, what can going to sort of the sea aquarium help us in that? direction to kind of like do the right thing well we are trying as much to inspire as many people as possible starting with the young kids and these are the school students as well as teenagers all the way up to tertiary and even families who join us for our vip experiences and what we want to do is inspire their knowledge uh, ocean literacy for their one to help in conserving the oceans and protecting the oceans. We also have kids' programs that um, allow kids to understand better Mm. what the oceans are all about and why they need to take a very serious role, basically be advocates to conservation. Yeah, I I think it's it's important because I imagine like if for the average Singaporean that does not go to the sea aquarium, for example, and you read these stories, oh, this animal is not potentially going to be endangered or extinct and you just read it as in black and white on the newspaper but it's another thing when you actually see the animals up close right so i imagine when you hear these sort of updates on the state of the world and then you're working with these animals so closely it hits you even harder right that's right Uh, how different is it the experience going to the sea aquarium for a child versus an adult 
for the child, of course, it's very amazing. Yeah, they, the wonderment. Yes, right? that's right. You know, and they look for those specific animals like the sharks, um, uh, the different. Zebra sharks, basically, uh, and of course, I mean, there's so many different animals that they will look out for. But for the adults, they will come in more to understand better how each animal works. Um, you know, what are their adaptations, how they survive, and that's what we do. We introduce the animals. We basically showcase uh, why they are important and the threats that they face today. Mm. Now, if I may bring attention to the kid in the car who loves. Animals, specifically sea creatures, you know, and fascinated by them, constantly on YouTube watching these documentaries, and the parents especially as well that know their kids have this active interest, but they're like, oh, I, I don't know how, what role they can play in the future. Maybe they dream to have a job like you. Uh, what would you say to kind of like bring that aspiration to life for them, to make it a reality for them? We have two different programs. One called the Junior Ocean Detective. This is a two-hour program that runs every weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and this program makes these little kids junior detectives. What we do is we give them cases to solve. Like for example, what is overfishing? Mm. And within this program, they will learn and understand more about what happens and the threats that the animals face. And uncover. We give them a little toolbox, and in there, there um, there are different kinds of tools they can use, like a decoder and a coloured lens. They'll find out what's going on and what's happening to the animals today. Do we need more people to enter this space? Most definitely. And we have another one uh, called the Junior Ocean Protector. Now, this is a holiday program which is going to start on the 18th of November. Um, and this also is for 7 to 12-year-olds. And this time around, it's a five-hour program. And what we'll do is we'll do a little uh, scavenger hunt within the aquarium for them to look out for certain animals. Um, we're talking about endangered animals. Why do they become endangered? And how do they become endangered? And then we take them back of house or rather behind the scenes and we show them exactly what the acris do, how the acris takes care of the animals and so on and finally they end up doing a certain activity where they make good choices food choices for example ah. we teach them about different labels that they should look out for as well Incredible, for more info you can head over to rwsentosa.com Once again Sandra Tambu on the show, Assistant Director and Lead of the Education Team at the Sea Aquarium at Resorts World Sentosa. Finally, are sharks dangerous? Because I'm scared of sharks. They are not. Have you seen a shark? I have dived with the sharks. Stop yes. it. <laughs> they, they don't like, once they don't like bite you a bit, like nibble a bit. Uh, they may be nosy, but you if you don't jaws, do anything uh. to them, you know, they, they're not your kind of diet. Uh, we're not their diet. Basically, they don't like us. Is the Megalodon really extinct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. Almost there. You're on your way on KISS 92. The latest news in gaming and tech. Tech Talk. Meta has struck a deal with Tencent to be the exclusive seller of a new low-cost VR headset in China. After Facebook was banned in 2009, the deal gives Meta a chance to return to the Chinese market and compete with TikTok owner ByteDance, which makes the VR headset Pico. 
Meta's Quest is currently the best-selling VR headset. The company unveiled the next-generation mixed reality headset Quest 3 earlier in 2023. In this deal, Meta would take a bigger share of device sales, while Tencent would make more of the content and take its service revenue, with the cheaper headset also providing games and other apps published by the Chinese company. Tencent will start selling the headset beginning late 2024. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Wow, I cannot take it. Very soon, I'm going to have to say stop it. Huh? There is a new pizza unveiled in Pizza Hut, but specifically in Hong Kong. Please, keep it there. Don't bring to Singapore. Please, please, please. In my opinion, okay? But when I tell you what's on this pizza, I think you'll echo my thoughts. Oh, will you welcome it with open arms? We'll chat more in just a bit. Also, I'll share with you a little personal story of how my family celebrates the Pavli a little bit different and what I'm doing to kind of turn things around. On the playlist coming up, off our new Scarlet record, Doja Cat. We got some clean bandit for you as well. But right now, for our final $200 shopping voucher from As Intended to level up your wardrobe, I love to know, okay? If I were to pull open your closet, what does your closet mostly consist of? Is it a whole bunch of hoodies? Is it like all just all black? Because I know a lot of Singaporeans just wear black uni. Is it all just clothes to wear in Raffles Place? So like shirt and pants kind. I'm curious. What does your closet mostly consist of? Always with you. On your way on Kiss 92. All right. So this afternoon, I went to Little India. I hadn't been to Little India in a really long time. And... I'm half Indian, half Chinese. Although I promised to share a little bit of how my family celebrates Deepavali a little bit differently, right? The truth is, we don't really celebrate Deepavali anymore. Even though I'm half Indian, there's definitely that close Indian roots that was very near and dear to me. Uh, my grandmother, Velama, was the heart of our family. So we would always go to my grandmother's house during Deepavali and they would order garus curry. There would be masala chicken, mutton mysore, um, biryani, a little bit of everything. La. And I'm also half Chinese, so my mom would bring the ngohyang. <laughs> I don't know why, it's just like random. You know, we would have such a great time. There'd be candles in the house, you know, and, and you know, kids running around. We were kids running around and, and our relatives, everyone would be there. But the truth is, after my grandmother passed away, around when I was in secondary school, my family just stopped celebrating Deepavali. So through the years, I'd always watch my Indian brothers and sisters um, celebrate Deepavali in their own households. I mean, not related to what I mean. But our family never really does anything like that anymore. But I wanted to switch things up this year. So I went to Little India. I went to Tekka. I went to walk around some of the grocery stores and remember what it was like buying aplong, which is papadum, you know, the just the, the flour itself, the batter. And I planned to, over the weekend, remember how I used to stand as a child next to my grandmother as she would make the papadum fresh. So she'd pour the oil, wait for it to get hot, and then she'll put it in, and then magically it'll just like... Whew, 
it will almost like bloom into an aplon or a papadum and then you should take it up and then dry out the oil so i'm going to try to do that this weekend i'm going to for for those who know in the background this is the soundtrack of kuch kuch hota hai so i'll listen to some hindi music listen to some tamil music maybe put on a devdas or kalhunaho on screen and just connect back to my roots and reclaim deepavali for myself I love to hear from you as well, my Indian brothers and sisters. If you celebrate Deepavali a little bit different um, than the next household, how is yours a little bit different? Share it with me. WhatsApp me eight eight five five zero ninety two zero, and uh, I'll call you back or I'll read your message on your behalf. But happy Deepavali long weekend. <laughs> With Joshua Simon, Kiss ninety two, and it's time to say stop it, ah. Huh? Stop it, ah, huh? you guys. Hey, hello. Stop, ah. Huh? Did you all hear? In Hong Kong, Pizza Hut, they are teaming up with a classic Chinese restaurant, with its roots dating back to eighteen ninety five. So when I first heard wow. that, I was like, oh, is it gonna be like a ginseng pizza? Okay. I can imagine like hakao on the pizza siu mai. Can right. I can right. imagine that? I would welcome it with open arms. Mm-hmm. But then I read closely. The name of this Chinese restaurant is called Sir Wong Fan. Sir Wong Fan. Okay. Sir. Sir. Oh. Which is Chinese for? Snake. That's right. A nine-inch serving, topped with snake meat. Black mushrooms, Chinese dried ham. See, actually, the ham all that is nice. You know, they put lap chong all that, good. But then they put snakes too. I don't care how old your roots date back to. Leave the pizza alone. Leave the snake alone. Leave the snake alone. Yes, that too. The poor fellow was just on the. Where are snakes? Are by the way? On the ground. In the yeah. longkang, right? Where else? Where um, can you find rivers? snakes? Ah, ah, ah. When whenever you want to jog. They'll be there also. Oh yes. Oh, there was one time actually I was jogging right, and then there was a red snake, very thin <gasps> one, right across, and I almost stepped on it by accident. Oh my god! I straight away like, I I hop hop, you know, like double hop. I'm like, you know sure Mario, like, Super Mario. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I quickly jump, and then I was like, I'm just gonna go home. I cannot deal with another. <laughs> because if you find one snake, you will find the mother, uncle, or in the nearby. Okay, okay, yeah, that's oh, what so, I so tell I myself just, about lizards too. Yeah. So okay, circling back to this pizza now. Okay, uh, now they insist. Okay. Uh, the Cantonese believe that snakes possess medicinal properties such as improving the skin, keeping the body warm by improving mm. blood circulation. And they say the best time to eat a snake is when the autumn winds begin to blow, because that is when the reptiles have fattened up to prepare for hibernation. So they essentially collected all the snakes and they say, okay, yeah, now you're fat already. We cut and then put on the pizza. Are you putting? $32, you know. I'm curious. If Pizza Hut Singapore has the idea like, eh, not bad. And then they bring it here. Will you eat it, dear listener? Will you eat snake pizza? Or are you going to join me and say, stop it, huh? Actually, you know the stuffed crust? <laughs> they can stuff one more snake around. You're not just on the way. You're on your way. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. Now we're circling back to a topic in which we opened yesterday around Christmas presents. Mm. But specifically... The wrapping paper, which I find very leche to do. I already spent so much money on the gift, and then still I gotta find someone to wrap it for me. I ask my mom usually because <laughs> I'm horrible at 
uh, arts and crafts and and figuring it out. So I just anyhow uh, I used newspaper. So at one point I did that, you know. And and I, I'm with you on the whole anticipation of it, you right. know. You know, sealing it up so you can watch that person, you know, unwrap it or release the bow to see what's on the inside. Okay, well, let me shine some light on the psychology of gift wrapping. So actually, the fact that you cannot wrap properly might be a good thing, Josh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a study done in 2019 said that when you receive a present from a friend, if it's sloppily wrapped, you will have lower expectation of the presents inside. And if it's neatly wrapped, you're going to have higher expectations, which means it's harder for the gift to live up to your expectation. What's perfect. So if you're going to buy someone a PlayStation 5 Mm -hmm. this Christmas, this Christmas, or like I say, iPhone 15 Pro Max or whatever, wrap it in newspaper. Because then I'm like, what is this? Is it a book, is it? And then you open, iPhone! (laughs) Exactly. So if you wrap it too nice, they're going to be on the edge of their seat because they're going to expect something really awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. So, so do with that information what you will, okay? <laughs> if you are going to buy those like three presents for $2 kind, please anyhow wrap. <laughs> okay, so people understand like, oh, okay, it's one of those like office party. Uh, thanks for coming mm, for our Christmas Santa. party. But if this is someone you really care about and you spent a big dollar on it, and you want them to be on the edge of the seat, then you want to wrap it real nice and slow. But if you want to troll other people, then you buy the cheap one and then you wrap until them nice. <laughs> yeah. You put the box in another box in another box in another box. Oh, that is so fun though. That's my favorite favorite way of like opening a present. You know the wrapper and then you wrap it. With box. With no, it's the newspaper. Oh. <laughs> on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Now, at the start of the hour, I got curious. I wanted to know what's in your closet. What does your closet mostly consist of? Because I have one more $200 shopping voucher from As Intended so you can level up your wardrobe. Now, many of you might guess my closet has a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I like statement pieces. Whenever I travel, I like little boutique shops. Like I'll go to Hongdae in Seoul and uh, there's this one store, I remember, corner of the wall and there was a design student you know, uh, stitching together clothes and cool streetwear. And this one store I went to in Omotesando where this man combines like vintage American denim (gasps) with vintage Japanese kimono fabrics. Oh, I remember that denim jacket of yours. Right? He was such a nice guy. He even gave me a tie that he made for free. He just gave it to me. Very, very nice guy. And then turns out he is actually designed for Steve Aoki, for Jaden Smith as well. So my closet has a lot of these statement pieces which unfortunately very hard to wear outside. <laughs> okay, so my, my, my usual day-to-day is actually a lot of H&M, a lot of uh, Uniqlo. Zara, I can't fit because of my... I have very broad shoulders. Oh, yes, I feel. So I even feel. the XLs are kind of like a bit tight for me. Mm. But I'm curious, what does your closet mostly consist of? We've got Charlotte that says, I'm a teacher, but my closet consists mainly of sports attire, even though I'm not a PE teacher because Singapore weather is so humid. Right, athleisure is the way to go. Yeah, we have Weirs here that says, I've got more than 70 Hollister t-shirts and tops from the days where they only have size S. Hollister? Yeah, the best thing is that Hollister is not found in Singapore. Well, it used to be. I think. I think last time when the A and Abercrombie and Fitch A and Okay, okay. Yeah, they used to carry Hollister. I think it's all kind of like linked right. together. I haven't heard that one in a while. What else? 
Okay, we've got Brandon here who says he loves to update his wardrobe with all black and Uniqlo oversized t-shirts yep, yep, I and see Chelsea that. football jerseys. My friends have a lot of those Taobao things, but I don't know how to navigate Taobao because my Chinese fail. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know, but I, I hear a lot of y'all, you all just go online, you all just buy everything and then you're, if it doesn't fit, you ship it back. I'm like a big guy, you know mm. what I mean? So I don't like the idea of like not being able to try it on first. Right. Okay, we got a voice message here from Melissa. Hello, Kiss92. I am Elizabeth, and my wardrobe has mostly dresses. Some of the dresses are short sleeve, long sleeve, party dresses, sporty dresses. I'm ready for all occasions. Oh, Melissa, your daughter Elizabeth is absolutely precious, and yes... I'm giving you a $200 shopping voucher from As Intended. Go wild, level up your kid's wardrobe. On your way, it's Kiss 92. Some food news. Okay, so onigiri croissants. That is now a reality at a Jalan Basar cafe. Let's break it down first. What is an onigiri? Jilin, how would you describe it? I would say it's a sandwich but made with rice. Ah, so it's like a sushi sandwich, <laughs> correct. You can get it at Dondonki. They've got like tuna. You can get salmon. Uh, I think even at 7-Elevens, it's a popular snack to get late at night. Yeah. But imagine everything made of croissants instead. And these croissants are immaculate. You can actually see the fold of every single pastry. I wouldn't want to eat it. It just looks so pretty. I know. They are filled with many different flavours. There's laokan ma, there's scallion sour cream. Wait, laokan ma? Mm. La- oh, the chilli. The chilli, chilli. Oh, yo. Yeah. Spicy. So it's be a spicy onigiri on the inside. Uh-huh. What else? Mentaiko cheese, mm. orni, Sicilian pistachio. That's Italy, right? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be a, like a very nutty kind of dessert mm-hmm. version of this onigiri croissant. Yeah, so the, they start around $7 and they are baked Twice daily, 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Because they only bake in small batches. So you might want to... Go a little bit early. Yeah. 9 a.m., they say? 9 and 1 p.m. Okay, so the store actually opens at 8, which is, I think, when you want to go. And then you wait for the fresh batch <laughs> to come out. This is at 23 Hamilton Road, Lalava. Stay connected. On your way on KISS. Let's go! 92. You have been on your way with Joshua Simon this week. I hope I earned the privilege of your time. And I wish all my Indian brothers and sisters a nice, long, Deepavali week spent with your loved ones abundant with light I'll be here again on Sunday afternoon and Monday as well it's going to be a lot more music on Monday of course it's a holiday but we'll keep you with all your favourite songs wherever you're off to what a week that we had I mean today Gillian we had uh, Resorts World Sentosa Sea Aquarium Assistant Director Sandra who was on yes. the show absolutely brilliant you know, she grew up in love with marine biology and now she's the Assistant Director she's been there for I think 13 years who else did we have on the show this week this week on Monday we had Aijo our Japanese Singaporean you musician know? that was someone that you discovered as well a Singaporean who breaks out of the box of what a Singaporean musician is supposed to make in terms of mm. art right because she creates like hyper pop Japanese music that will connect Singapore to Japan who else did we have we had on your friend Jeremy Tanavit remember brilliant so. guys he's a vi- he's a visual artist you know grew up doodling and actually it wasn't until after army that he really took this seriously and he makes these collectible figurines called Jem mm. which is a character that he kind of created like another persona of himself yeah. and he sells them for like 200 bucks yeah and he dropped a fun fact he was actually doing a finance job for full time for 8 years and oh. he took the time off to like take care of his mom and stuff and that's how 
this whole thing started. Brilliant. Now he actually has a collaboration with Uniqlo worth checking out as well. All right. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. You're on your way. I'm on my way. With Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.